0: Man, I'm excited to be here today. Just, worship was just amazing. You know, it's not a lot of times I get to, to be out with everybody else, and I, sw- I could have sworn that I was in a group of thousands, just hearing people lift up the name of Jesus in song and singing praises, and it's, man, it was just so good. I love every week that I get to be here with you all, and this week, like Pastor Justin said, we're going to continue in the 316 series. He hit John 3.16 the first week, Revelation 3.16 last week. And when he asked me to do this, he took the, the two that pop up first, so I had to find another one. So I did what anybody else would do uh if they were in this situation. I went to Google. And <laughs> but I did pray beforehand. I said, you know, God, as I'm as I'm doing this search, please let a verse stand out to me. And And he did, and it's found in Leviticus 3.16, and we're just going to jump right in. It says, the priest shall offer them up and smoke on the altar as food, an offering by fire for a soothing aroma. All the fat is the Lord. So today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about barbecuing and smoking meats, okay? I, I apologize to all of my vegan and vegetarian friends. But it says that it is a soothing aroma and pleasing to God. So point number one, at what temperature is pork butt done? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but, but when I think of 316, I kind of... Any wrestling fans in here? Anybody that, Austin 316? You remember that? That got shot down real quick. And then I thought, I'm never going to have this opportunity again. So today... We're going to be talking about Daniel 3.16. <laughs> the front row here is safe. I promise. I'm not going to spit on you ever. Now, maybe spit tool, but I'm not going to go for you like a Gallagher show or anything like that. Um, but we are going to be in Daniel 3.16 today, and we're just going to, we're going to dive right in. Daniel 3.16 says, Shadrach, Meshach. And Ab- Abednego replied, O oh Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. And before we go on real quick, it's not Abednego. It's Abednego. The D comes before the end. I want to give this guy a little bit of do. You know, his name's mispronounced a lot of the time, and it's Abednego. But a lot of us are familiar with this story, especially if we have younger kids, the Veggie Tales version. You know, the bunny, the bunny. Everybody loves that. Oh, I eat the bunny. There we go. I love it. But what, what, what happened is, is King Nebuchadnezzar built a 90-foot by 90-foot gold statue of himself. And he made a law that whenever the music played, everyone in Babylon had to bow down to his statue. And if you didn't, you were going to be barbecued. Pretty much just thrown into a fire. So, so what happens? Every time the band plays, society would just bow down immediately. Well, except for three people. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they didn't bow down, and guess what? People told on them quick. Word got back to Nebuchadnezzar so fast. And... What happened was, because they didn't obey Nebuchadnezzar's command, three things, there were three charges that were brought against them. The first one was they paid no heed to the king and his commands. Two, they did not serve the king's gods. And three, they refused to worship the golden statue that the king had set up. And the penalty for all these infractions? Death. They were going to be put to death. You know, everybody else in Babylon was doing it. And isn't it funny how... Society can kind of dictate how we act. You know, it did then, it still does now. And not just how we act outside the church, society even wants to tell us how we can act inside the church as well. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided, you know what, we're not going to go against what the king and what society says we're supposed to do. So that brings us to our first point. It is possible to go against society now, is anyone here on social media? I think most of us in here are friends on Facebook. You've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We still talk about MySpace. I think it's out there. You know, are some of y'all on any of them? Some of y'all might be on all of them. Most of us are. And, and I remember when Facebook first started, it would, it would say like your name. It would say, Daniel Rogers is, and then you would put something. And I actually had one pop-up yesterday. Ten years ago, it said, Daniel Rogers is foliage. Now, all of my Lawrenceburg friends know what I'm talking about. Foliage was the place to go. I I think my second one was... Actually, my first one probably said, Daniel Rogers is tired. The second one probably said, follow me on MySpace. It's not near as confusing as Facebook. But, you know... Just like a lot of us, you know, I'll go home and I'll sit down or or I'll just get on my phone and I'll I'll scroll just to see what's going on. Scrolling is now a part of our dictionary. It's a part of our daily life. We're scrolling. And and it's amazing to me that I can have one friend talk about the importance of following God and, and what God's doing in their lives. And then the very next one on my friend's feed is somebody talking about how ridiculous it is to follow God and how ignorant some followers of God are? You know, I enjoyed it when it was just seeing what people were up to, seeing pictures of of my, my my friends' kids growing up or or vacations. Being jealous, you know. Now it's just now it's just a constant flow of mixed messages, lots of hate and arguing. You know, have you ever wanted to put something up on? On Facebook or something like that, but you didn't because you didn't want to offend anyone. Um, you don't want to ruffle feathers by by saying something harsh. Could even be a harsh truth. Um, I know I have, but let's look at what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were doing here. They knew that by not bowing to Nebuchadnezzar, they were going to be put to death. Yet they still didn't do it. And here we have the opportunity to share something. On the internet, and we don't because we're afraid somebody's not going to like us anymore, or somebody's going to say something mean about us. You know, these guys were willing to die. That's that's way more of a commitment than having to go to Facebook jail, or having somebody unfriend you and block you or whatever. That's a commitment. Um, you know, I've been blocked. I've lost friends. I've been called some things on the internet. I know you didn't, JD. There's an age gap, so. Um, (laughs) Um, I got the fat fingers, you know. Trust me, if you've ever gotten a voice text for me, it it can be interesting. But it's to the point that I don't really want to put a religious thing up, just because I don't want to get anything started. And a lot of times, I just don't feel like arguing with people. I get tired of arguing. Because most times when you're in an argument or a discussion with someone, people don't listen to understand. They listen to reply. It doesn't really matter what you say. They want to get the last word in. They just want to prove that they're right. It's about proving something. But 2 Timothy 2, in verse 16, it says, Steer clear of foolish discussions that lead people into the sin of anger with each other. Things will be said that will burn and hurt for a long time to come. So whenever you're arguing with somebody, nobody wins. Not really. And and it's like the story today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to what the king wanted. And to the point that when they were put on trial, they didn't plead. They didn't beg for their lives. Let's let's look what happened. In verse 16, it says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty. That we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. You know, as I was preparing for this, something point something I had never noticed before. They said, "Your Majesty," to Nebuchadnezzar. If I'm fighting for my life, I doubt I'm going to be polite. I, I'm not going to do that. They didn't plead. They didn't. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. But out of res- they showed Nebuchadnezzar the respect of his office, but they said they were not going to bow down. It didn't matter. And when we, in, when we are confident in God and his word, we can have that same boldness. You know, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that they were safe with what they were getting ready to face, that lets us know that our second point, society's fire can't burn us. You know, why at times are we afraid to share about Jesus? Is it because we just worry about others? You know, here in America, there's no, there are no laws against being a Christian, like there are in other parts of the world, where you can be put to death for just saying the name of Jesus. What's the worst thing that can happen here? You might lose something. You'll lose something, but not your life. You could lose status. You could lose some friends and, and things like that. The internet and social media are full of, of uh, keyboard, keyboard warriors that will do everything they can to tear you down. But that's it. You know, God reminds us all the time that no weapon of this world or anything that it does can harm us. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood firm And they were willing to face the consequences for their actions. But God was with them. Nebuchadnezzar was so mad that he wanted these people dead. He was so mad that he didn't care who went down. He wanted them dead. He was even willing to sacrifice his own people. It talks about how he brought the, the temperature of the furnace so much that the people that were taking them were burned alive. Do we see that? We see that all the time on, online, that, that people don't care who they hurt. They just want to get their point across, whether they're right or wrong. But God was with them. You ever see people get that way? I, I am guilty of getting on Facebook and grabbing my popcorn and just seeing what's going on every now and then, uh, following some, some conversations. I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you're looking at something and there's a period in the comments, that means that, per- that person just wants to be notified anytime somebody says something. You know, that, that's where we are now. And, you know, sometimes I've even chimed in and gotten heated my, myself trying to defend, defend me and, and my God. But here's the thing. God doesn't need me to defend him. He doesn't need any of us to defend him. However, we have to be unwavering when it comes to us and our faith. But we have to be careful how we stay on the course. You know, we allow the court of public opinion to kind of dictate how we act, what we do, what we say. And when we do that, we can fall into a, a dangerous place. Most of us, if not all of us, are guilty of that at one time or another. You know, we've not said what we know to be true because we, we just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Or we don't want to be looked at in a different way. But there is a way to present God and His words to people. And when we do it, we're supposed to do it in love. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood, there fir- stood firm. They stood their ground, but they did it with gentleness and respect. You know, I don't feel like, and this is me personally, that anyone standing on a street corner yelling at somebody or getting online and just being angry, coming about it that way, I don't think they're going to make a difference in many people's lives. I don't, I don't see bringing too many people to God. So do it with the, like it said, gentleness and respect. The easiest thing that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have done was just to bow down, not go against what everything is happening. You know, the, the time came for them to waver, and they didn't. They stood firm, their faith remained. How would you react in this situation? I'm amazed by their faith. I've never had my life threatened because of my faith. But knowing that God is with me, that gives me more confidence. You know, three things that these guys did when they were on trial, their conviction did not change. They never changed what they believed. The second thing is their confidence is that in God, that who he says he is, and they knew that God would deliver them from evil. They were willing to step into the fire despite what society said they had to do. And we have to have that same type of faith. Because our third point, God will deliver us from the fire. You know, as, as, as believers, and really just as people... We know that arguments and conflicts and and these things, that's a part of life. It happens all the time. But let's look at Romans 5, and starting in verse 3, it says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 5, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You know, this tells us that God allows trials and difficulties and all these things to come into our life, but that helps strengthen us. That helps build our character. It strengthens our faith, and there's a lot of other things that can come out of it. We may not understand the purpose of the trial that we're going through right now or the season that we're in. But if you are in something right now where you feel like you are in the fire, God asks that you just trust him, even when it's not easy. You know, we don't face a furnace, a firing squad. We don't have an evil king. But what do we face? We face condemnation. We face fear. We face rejection. But the Bible addresses these. Romans 8 tells us there's no condemnation in Christ. 1 John 4 tells us not to be afraid. Luke 10 tells us that when we speak God's truth and people reject us, it's not really us we're rejecting, but it's Him that they are rejecting. There's going to be times where your beliefs are challenged, and maybe what you know to be true will be called a lie by someone, someone you love, someone that loves Christ. When you see someone say something that's contrary to God's word, and you feel the pull of the Holy Spirit to say something, say it. Don't just sit on it. It happens all the time. I feel the pull to say something and I back off. I'm challenging myself to move in the, that same confidence. You know, Lord knows if there weren't so many great recipes and cat videos, I would get off of social media. <laughs> but there are times, especially in, in today's today's world, that's going to be Some of the only contact you'll have with people. That will be your opportunity to share. So when the opportunities arise, do it. Do it with confidence. Do it with conviction. Think about what you're going to say. Research it. But don't let fear cause your faith to waver. So have any of y'all ever been caught up in a keyboard controversy? If you are, be nice, like Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, be nice. Show love. Use affirming words. You know, a little while ago, there was someone in our church that got caught up in a a Facebook post where some nasty things were said about him. And he was cool and calm through it all. I didn't have to go in and defend him. I was angry at what the people were saying about this man. But he did it. He typed, he put stuff up there, and he did it all in love. He didn't want to argue. Here's the thing you have to remember. That when you type, when you text, when you post, when you send out an email, things like that, tone and inflection are not there. That person is going to read it how they want to read it. So sometimes we got to back up and have a conversation. Actually talk to someone. Don't argue. Don't have to have the last word. Sometimes it's just best to agree to disagree. Because remember, sometimes what you say if you're not talking doesn't come away how you mean it. You know, going back to Romans 5, we know we're going to face trials. And it tells us that God does that to strengthen us. But God, why does God let us go through that stuff? There's times I wish He didn't. But when you come out on the other side of it, and your confidence is built, and your faith is stronger, you see why. So go through it. You know, it's not easy. It's not pleasant. But God is with us when we go through these. You know. So let's look at how the trial went for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they went into the fiery furnace. And here's what happens next. We're going to pick up in Daniel 3, 24. It says, But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them, not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. God could have just as easily made the fire go out. But he didn't. Why was that? Because he wanted to be in the fire with them. He wanted to show them that when they were willing to take a stand for him, he's there. But something else amazing happened out of all this, too. Because they were willing to stand in faith, their condemner came to believe. Verse 28 said, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make this decree... If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. How awesome would it be if all of us take that same stand and the people that are in power around us came to believe the same way? You know, we know God doesn't guarantee that we'll never suffer or that we'll experience death. But he does promise to be with us always. You know, we should learn that when we're in times of trial or we're in times of persecution, you know, our attitude should reflect that of these three young men. That's what they were. You know, it's just like in Daniel 3.18, it said, but even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You know, maybe today God is asking you to go through a fire. Maybe he's wanting you to stand up and tell society that they don't set the standard for what we believe. His word is how we're to measure how we live. Not what society tells us we're going to do. Not what our government tells us we're going to do. But it's God who tells us how we're to live. But know that wherever you are, He is standing right there beside you. You know, the chief lesson that we can learn from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we'll never be able to bring the world to Christ by acting like it. Just like these three men did, we should be willing to show the world a higher power. We should be willing to show the world that we have a greater purpose. And we should show the world that we have a morality that is better than they have to offer. We're getting ready to go into a a time of prayer. And there's going to be people up front that want to pray for you, and they want to pray with you. And it doesn't matter what's going on. If you feel that tug, answer Let somebody stand with you in that. During this time while we're playing, playing these last couple of songs, see if God is putting something that you're going through on your heart. What what trial are you facing? What furnace is standing in front of you? Let us do it with you. Let us be praying for you. And the challenge today as you leave is be willing to take a stand. But when you stand, you're not standing alone. You've got got all of us with you, but you've got God standing right there with you. He's with you no matter what you're facing. That should give us confidence. We We should leave here today with a confidence that we can go out and have an impact on this world. Whether it be in a conversation you have at lunch, whether it be something you share with somebody on the internet, maybe it's where you work. But if God tells you to do it, be willing to do it. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you that you are present in this place today. We thank you for what you are doing in this church and and the shift that is happening now. And Lord, I pray that you can use this body to make a difference in this world. But Father, when we are challenged, I pray that each and every one of us can be willing to go into the fire. That we will be willing to take a stand. No matter what we are going to face. Lord, I am thankful that no matter what happens, you are still with us. And just like Nebuchadnezzar said, there is no God but ours who can rescue like this. Lord, I pray that we can search ourselves and that if we're putting any statues ahead of you, let us be willing to turn from that and turn our focus to you. Again, we're just so thankful that we don't have to do this alone, and that you are with us in every step that we take. In Jesus' name, amen.